So I had a couple follow-up points for you. Yeah. Um, some FU, as they say, Great. some follow-up. Yes, <laughs> exactly. The, uh, in our episode about jobs, yeah. we talked about a couple different things. And this is nothing earth-shattering that I'm going to tell you now, but just a couple follow-up points. Okay. So one of the things you said in passing, if you'll recall, was that you thought that the age of the teachers that you were encountering was going down. Correct. Well, I looked online. Actually, there's no shortage of articles. Uh, I might pick one for our show notes, but there's tons and tons of articles out there saying exactly what you suspected. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, that is considerably lower. If I look online here, I can click through a couple different uh, links on screen. There's some there national statistics. Most of them that I see are, are for different regions or cities. One that comes up at the top of the Google list happens to be Memphis for whatever reason. Okay. They have a, a really long article. But they go into all sorts of depth about how the average age, the average number of years of experience has gone down. And the average age is significantly lower. Oh. And I found out one thing. This is news for you, but I wanted to re run it by you. Um, the two reasons why that might be, yeah. can you guess? Uh, you know what? I was going to ask you if it explained that. Um, I would tend to think uh, if we're looking at other simply just more teaching jobs, so there's a bigger influx. So obviously that would drive down the, the median age. Um, but that's that's all I know. Er, early death from uh, <laughs> existing <laughs> teachers. I don't know. You're not far okay. off, actually. So there's uh, two uh, leading causes that I don't know if this is conjecture or if this is uh, definitive. I think it may be a little bit of both for the two things I'll, I'll mention. First is um, there was a, a big exodus when the last round of uh, uh, federal legislation kicked in with the No Child Left Behind. Oh, line. okay. So a lot of people who were older didn't want to learn. So either you can say that this is a case of like, you know, old dogs not wanting to learn new tricks, mm -hmm. or they were thinking that they, I'm trying to take a very even-handed look at this. So like, I don't know, I'm not trying to put any opinion on this, but maybe the teachers thought, this is stupid, I'm getting out. Or they thought, you know, that might be a wonderful set of uh, curriculum standards that I just would not see the benefit of because I'm far along in my career. So I'm I'm just going to check out and let the new wave take it on. Yeah, you think you are being kind of nice there. <laughs> either, or, or either way. Yeah. or the, Yeah, it, was too, it might be that they were in over their heads with this new stuff or that they were held to standards that they never, ever were held to before and couldn't cut it. Hmm. You choose whatever narrative you want. Well, you know, I, I'm jaded enough that I would, I kind of wonder if that was a uh, unspoken, hope, hoped for effect of the no child left behind, right? Like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Let's maybe this wouldn't be so bad if we forced out some older teachers. Yeah. Could be, yeah. could be. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is uh, uh, less exciting, less controversial, probably. Uh, it turns out you can save money by buying out your older teachers oh, and offering, really? offer, offering them an early retirement. Okay. So if you do that, then you can cut costs. And when times are tight, that's a good way to cut costs. Oh. So between the, between the two, cutting costs by buying out teachers who had been along for a while and then teachers leaving on their own accord for whatever motivations they thought they needed, then hey, the average age of your teachers goes down. Oh. So you're, you're not seeing things. This is true. Okay. Well, good, I suppose. But that kind of just... Uh... <laughs> It kind of cements my point that as to why I brought that up, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. I don't know if that changes anything because you were bringing it up the context way back when on that episode was that you were thinking that that might be a good career goal or that it's one that you you come back to time and again as a possible career goal. And the fact that 
current federal law sent some some portion of the teachers screaming, running away from it, mm. and then a bunch of others just got bought out. I guess that's good and bad. The part about being bought out just means that there's people, a lot more inexperienced teachers, and you yourself, if you were to start, would be an inexperienced teacher. Right. So, yeah. or relatively, mm. you know. Okay. So, so yes, and teachers then, are getting younger. So they are. So yeah, thumbs up on your astute observation. And then the other thing, another also not, not a major point, but a minor point, is uh, I was mentioning in that same episode some points about complicated universes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I posited that a program, a computer program, is the single most complicated human creation. Right. Uh, and I said maybe a, a runner-up might be uh, like a complicated novel because you're building a world and mm-hmm. the characters have to be consistent within that world. And that world could be totally incredibly fantastical and amazing and whatever. So that could possibly be okay. depending. Yeah. Uh, I'd never thought about music. Ooh. So this was pointed out to me by a friend of mine that a like concerto or big musical thing could absolutely be totally, totally complicated with multiple arrangements and lines and melodies and harmonies and on and on and on. And I have to confess my stupidity about all that. I have no idea. I, I'm willing to believe that that's up there too. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a confession that maybe programming doesn't have it quite as locked down as I might have okay. said. And how, how old was Bach when he wrote his first... Uh, I think you're thinking, was it Bach or was it you're thinking Beethoven? Maybe Beethoven. That's the famous story. Yeah, yeah. like four or five or something like that. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, but also what is the most simplest program you can think of? Hello World. The easiest program and the easiest symphony are not the bar mm-hmm. here. It, Maybe the bar so. Is, okay. Well, you take it take it to the nth degree. Is, that's where I'm thinking. The That's what I'm positing is these big things. A minor point to our whole conversation, but... In the interest of FU, hmm. uh, follow, yeah. follow up as okay. I yeah. say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, keeping myself honest. All right. So there. Great. Any other follow up that we have from prior things? Oh, oh, you mentioned uh, before we started recording. Yeah. We've given ourselves homework for television watching. We yes, yeah, and I have started. I jumped right on, being the good student that I am. Didn't want to disappoint teacher. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started watching The Wire, um, and so I think we had said. Or you had mentioned that someone had told you you've got to give it three episodes, right? Yeah, three or four. I yeah. Think. yeah. So I'm at two right now, and I'm I'm interested enough to see what happens for three or four, maybe five. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. But uh, on the downside, I mentioned to you also that the first episode seemed very familiar while I was watching it, mm. which then makes me think, well, if I've seen this before, but I couldn't remember having seen it before. How good can it be, right? Well, yeah. Could be. So, so maybe you're thinking maybe you gave it a shot and then eh, you gave up on it? Yeah, maybe so. Or, you know, I gave it a shot and something else came along, Walking Dead or one of the other shows we talked about that maybe grabbed my attention sooner. Okay. So Totally fine. Yeah, and, and just to confess my status, I have the episodes, I have four episodes queued up mm. and I talked to the missus and asked if she'd be in on watching this with me okay oh how about you how about you are you watching these solo or are you bringing someone else along for the ride no i've got i've got a a uh my my sweetie there is watching the show with me really yeah so yeah and i you know what uh we've talked about with with your your wife there um we talked about horror and things like that that she may or may not be interested in mm-hmm. and i you know, there's not has been a lot of violence. There's one scene with a little bit of blood. It actually opens up that way, but it's minor. Um, but the swearing 
is off the hook. It's uh, <laughs> okay. So and I don't think that's something that would bother her uh, too much. Um, but it, you know, I think the acting and and the storyline is good enough that it it just seems natural. Like it doesn't seem like they're swearing just to swear kind of thing. Um, and then we can go back into that podcast as well. But you know, I was thinking that yeah, too. Yeah, funny. It, Some topics are evergreen. Yeah. I guess we're coming back to swearing. Well, I think of like an Eddie Murphy movie. It seems like he would swear just to toss some some in, mm-hmm. right? And here it just yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, I say uh, bring her along, enjoy the ride. Okay. Just one point of clarification mm. that it might get edit- edited out. Uh, <laughs> um, the misses there you mentioned a uh, violence and yeah. well there hasn't hasn't been a ton. There's been a little bit. And well, you know, my wife is not so much into the horror genre, but, and you brought that up as a way of saying like, well, I know she doesn't like the horror, but it's okay because this, there's some violence though. And even there, at least not terrible so far or something like that. Um, well, she doesn't care about violence. Oh, violence okay. is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we watched Dexter, we watched Breaking Bad, oh, we watched yeah. all these okay. other yeah. cry ones. So we're, we're not, um, and even some of those Dexter ones were pretty grisly right. yeah. some of them. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're no strangers to violence. That's just fine. Okay. It's just the uh the undead coming for you in your sleep is uh a bridge too far, okay. I guess. Okay. Well I wanted to add uh one T V show to our T V show discussion that I oh, can't really? believe that I, I that? forgot. Um Arrested Development. Mm. Did, have you seen it? Did you watch any of it? I never watched it when it was out. Okay. When it was out and running live. Yeah. No, I didn't either. But I take it, you brought it up. So I take it that is in your list. That's a high rated show yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. I loved it. But much like most TV shows that, I, don't, I guess not a lot of shows leave and come back. But we mentioned Heroes. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they, I forget who it was who started putting it back out. I want to say it was like Netflix. I think Netflix brought the. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. They had the, the sequel. They bought the, they had a Netflix or a exclusive where they dropped all the episodes for some mini season right yeah yeah they dropped them all at once that's right yeah and so the the second running of it wasn't nearly as good mm-hmm. but i think some of that falls into you know i don't think we talked about it too much with even like star wars but you know you it the the gap in between kind of built the show up bigger than maybe it was okay so you know the second time around couldn't realistically very difficult for it to be as good right that makes sense yeah um but i just i just loved the first the first run of it it was i think it was three seasons it's just so funny and witty and smart and just the the way it was kind of quirky and narrated by ron howard there and the characters were just weird played off each other really well and it was just a very very good show So, so let's talk about movies. Movies. Well, here I think we're going to have a lot of similarities again. Okay, rattle off for me. What are your top movies ever? See, well, I, I've my standard answer for best movie ever, in my opinion, is Shawshank Redemption. Right? It's a movie. You know, there are movies that you can watch over and over again, which maybe aren't the best movie. It's just you know, it's got some kind of mindless hook to it, or there's something you know, there's one character you like, or. You know, something that you can just, you know, you're flipping through the channels and great. Oh, it's on. I'll watch it. But Shawshank, I thought, was just a well-crafted movie. I think 
the way they did the the Morgan Freeman voiceover and the storyline and you know you get so in, it seems like I was invested in every character in that movie. It didn't matter if they were one of the good guys, one of the bad guys, somebody who came along halfway through the movie. I was really involved in it, and I I, I think I could watch it anytime. Just hey, okay, it's on. Let me watch it. Just just a great movie everyone would agree i think that is a great i don't know if i have in fact i know i do not have it as number one i have a list of mine mm-hmm. in order oh good <laughs> i i expect nothing less oh good but i i do like that obviously i like that a lot and i um i had my daughter my 13 year old daughter watch a, a tv edit so it was a little bit censored yeah and i realized this is a really good show like it it's just great yeah good good messages good everything yep. just great so then you know given our ages obviously the uh, original Star Wars movies way up there and we can get into debate I don't I don't think there's a debate between you and me on the, the prequels that came out the you know the episodes one two and three I don't acknowledge them anymore okay um, they don't have they never happened I have a lot of concern about the force awakens that comes out in a couple of months here you better believe I'm seeing it though oh yeah absolutely I'm I'm considering the you know being one of the crazies you know midnight showing mm. opening night because uh, I don't think I've ever done anything like that. Um, and I'll at least have that story if it should suck. And then uh, like Lord of the Rings, which is I thought was just fantastic three movie series. I don't know how you feel about that. Admittedly, I didn't read the books before sure. I watched the movies. Uh, I'm guessing you did. I've read The Hobbit. I've not read the the rest of them. Okay. Yes, I, re- I read The Hobbit too. And then from there, I, I don't know. Let's hear a little bit from you. See, kick kickstart my, my brain here. Okay. So you did give the right answer eventually that uh, the best movie of all time ever was one of the original Star Wars movies. So I, I, know which, I know which one it is. What? Empire? Yeah. yeah everyone says Empire. I'm actually um, more ho, ho-hum on Empire than other people, but mm. I still make it number one. Okay. So, and when I do that, I, yeah, that, that takes the spot um, because I think each of those uh, three original movies it's good for different reasons at the time they came out i really liked jedi the most mm-hmm. because i just loved that the darth vader got his comeuppance like i was this <laughs> whole like this whole like delayed gratification that this is gets back to the my catholic upbringing that i wanted the bad to be punished yeah uh, and and finally it, it it did happen and that felt great but looking back um empire i like a lot it is kind of a downer of a movie not like the others mm-hmm. But if you look at the uh, degree of difficulty for having a middle movie, for doing all this, so good. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. So that's my number one. My number two movie is uh, surprising, but it's just a sentimental favorite to me. And I understand it's not going to be high for everyone, but Up by Pixar. I love that movie. Really? Yep. It's high enough to be my number two. really like it. Hmm. And I will hear no debate on the matter. I have Princess Bride as number three. Uh, you know what? I was just about to put them on my list. Yeah, that is... the is such a good movie. Have you ever read the book? No, I have not because I've seen the movie too many times. Yeah, so I've read the... Okay, so I saw The Princess Bride. I read the book that it's based on, which is quite a bit different, but still worth a read. If you remember in the movie, they have all these scenes where they say things like, uh, there's never been a woman as pretty as this or in, in all the world and all this. That actually is a running theme through the whole book where they say all these different bits about... Um, her ankle, her left ankle was uh, one millimeter bigger than her right. So she was only the fourth biggest, fourth prettiest princess in all the land. Really? 
Yeah, and then this other woman scraped her knee, so she dropped down four spots. And it, they talk about princesses or about the fastest or the strongest or the smartest. Mm-hmm. And they, they mentioned all those things in the movie, but it's like that basically the book is skewering, it's lampooning fairy tales while still being a fairy tale. Right. So it's very good. Okay, cool. And I also uh, recently in the last year, there was a book that came out. It was a memoir by uh, Carrie Elwes, Elwes yep. I think is his name. Yep. The guy who uh, played Wesley. So he wrote a memoir about the making of that movie, which is a light read. It's fine. It's frivolous, but it's good. So help me because I like that movie so much. Okay. And I'll tell you one little thing that's a little spoiler-ish, but it's in the first uh, – it's in the foreword to the book. This is what uh, had a profound effect on me on the book for um, Princess Bride. So the author here um, says that he was a kid and his dad used to read him this book called The Princess – or called something The History of Florin or something like that. It wasn't called The Princess Bride. His dad used to read him this story all the time. Okay. And so he uh, – his dad passed away and he grew up and he had kids. And he used to uh, tell his kids the stories of these uh, incredible, fantastic things that he remembers his dad telling him from this story about uh, the history of Florin or whatever the book was called. Okay. And – he tells these stories over and over. And the kids are just uh, every bit loving the stories as much as he loved them and he can remember them. And everywhere, though, the guy, the dad who is making, telling these stories up that his father had told him is still searching for that book. It's out of print. He can't find it. Yes, the book is out there, but he can't get it. Yeah. And then ra- randomly, he's visiting some store in New York City and he sees the book high up on a shelf. And he's late for his flight, and he sees the book there, and he says, I need that book. Oh, my goodness. It's there. I've been searching it forever. Can you ship it to my house? Here's my address. I'll pay whatever it costs. Like, I need to have that book. And the person at the used bookstore says, of course, of course. And they take the thing, and they send it. And then he arrives home, and he's so proud as a father. He's brought this book back that his kids love. Uh-huh. And it shows up for the mail, and he unwraps it. And he says, are you guys ready? I'm going to read this book. And they're so excited. They all huddle around him, and he opens it up. And he's totally dismayed that it's a textbook. Oh, no. And so what he finds out, like, 40 years after his father's death, is that his father had used it as a prop. Really? And had, and had made Just up stories. Just made up stories, really. While turning pages. Oh. And there there was no book. It's the sweetest little yeah, story. Yeah, it is. And that's the opening to, you know, the telling of the book. Whether that's true or not, I don't care. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. It's just a, such a sweet little thing. So I like that a lot. But that's a whole thing I'm getting off track. Let me tell you some more movies yeah, please. that you, you should watch. Yes. Star Star Wars, yep. going a little quicker. Raiders of the Lost Ark, soft, soft spot in my heart. Mm, I like that. All, no, just the original? Just the original, yeah. I really didn't like the second one um, where they ripped the guy's heart out. <laughs> the third one with um, the Holy Grail, I like that more, not as much as the original. And then I never saw the Crystal Skull one, which most people say I should never see. You shouldn't even bother, right? Yeah, I, I have not seen it either. So now is where I put the Shawshank. I say Shawshank falls behind uh, Raiders okay. and Star Wars right. and Princess Bride even, but that's just me. Then I put The Matrix. Hmm. Really like the original Matrix. Yep. Very high on that. Okay. Then I put Forrest Gump. I like that a lot. I like, I got just five more. Okay. <laughs> I got uh, Memento. I liked a lot for the time. Did you ever watch that? I did, one? yes. Yes. What'd you think? I enjoyed it uh, immensely. Uh, then I watched it again and I really didn't hold my interest enough. Hmm. I haven't seen it in a while, so that might be true for me too. If I went back to it, I wonder if it'd still be good. But yeah, as a concept, it was great, wasn't it? Great storytelling device. Yeah, like telling the movie backwards. That's great. And there's supposed to be a point of view there. Like, was he faking or was he not? There's supposed to be a way you can you can do that. And I have the DVD 
and there's a secret left, right, left, right, up, down, <laughs> whatever code that you can punch into your uh, DVD player and it will bring up a secret menu that'll let you watch it chronologically if you want. Really? Yep. Hmm. Yep. Search for that online. Maybe, hey, you, you, you're the show note boy if you want to track that down. Okay. I'll, okay. I don't even have a DVD player hooked up that I could do that on at the moment, but I still have the DVD. I have one boxed up I can pull out, but... Now I'm going to mention one, oh, Back to the Future I have, which is uh, relevant in this uh, year of the sequel, 2015. Yeah. I like that a lot as well. This one I don't think you're going to like. This might be a difference. Everything I've said so far you like, but probably to differing degrees. Fair enough? Yeah. Yeah. There, well, I, I don't think I'd ever put Back to the Future up high on any list, mm. but it, it was a fun movie for sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Mm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not as big the Monty Python fan as, as you. I didn't think so. I like that one. Okay. Uh, that's, yep. That's totally fine. This is so. Here's our difference. Yep. There's a, there's one, and then uh, do you like Groundhog's Day? Would you oh, rate that? Actually, yes. I think that's a that's a very fun movie to watch. Top ten for you too, maybe. Probably, yeah. Uh, how about Dark Knight? <sighs> that's a tricky one for me because I'm not see because I'm not a Batman fan, right? But, I don't know if I'd call myself one either, but I like that movie. Yeah, um, the Joker, you know, oh, so good. Yeah, so I, I kind of liked all three of the movies in that that kind of reboot. But Dark Knight with the Joker that that was that was a compelling story, and it kind of kept going, right? Like just when you thought the movie couldn't go on any farther, then something else happened. It kind of kept going. So yeah, it did. It kind of ended and then ended again. That's kind of a knock against it, but yeah, and I think that's it. That's all you got. I, w- I, I was going to say this one jokingly, but uh, there, when you and I were roommates years ago, I think I watched Trading Spaces or Trading Places, the movie with Eddie Murphy and um, Dan, Aykroyd. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Yeah. I think I happened to watch it like, not that I sought it out, but it was on TV on random shows like four times over the course of six weeks. And I watched it every time. And you happened to walk in, I think. And, <laughs> and you're watch- <laughs> so you're watching Trading Trading Places again, Abe. Hey, that's... Uh, that's something, huh? Hmm. It's like, yeah, I like this movie. This is great. No better uh, explanation of a of a commodity report. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if you're ranking your favorite movies with a commodity report, this is probably at the top of the list. Would you agree? Probably, yeah. But or close to. Okay. So of the ones that I rattled off there, and no two people would ever agree on all things. But what do you think about? Like you said, the ones I heard you say, Back to the Future, you like fine, but not that. Yeah, not enough to. To put on the top of a list. Um, wh- what about like uh, the view of it's been changed a lot because of his every other movie he's made, but um, like The Sixth Sense. Oh, you know what? I need to add that. Yeah, I really like The Sixth Sense a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he's not made another movie ever since it's been worth a darn doesn't change The Sixth Sense. I like that. Okay. Okay. Right. No, but I like, I like your list there. I like... Uh, what about Up? Do you like Up? No, you know what? I don't have any any animated movies anywhere near my tops. I, I've, I've watched Up, and I, I I know people just love it, but it's not, it's not doesn't do it for me. If you had to rank your top Pixar movies, what would you rank number one? I I, I don't I that's not a fair question. Really? Yeah. Well, this is a difference. We need to rectify. I see every Pixar movie, and I have very strong uh, opinions about all of them. Really? Oh, yeah. 
Another book recommendation, uh, Creativity Inc. by the guy who's at Pixar. Good book mm-hmm. if you want to read it. Uh, very, It's a kind of a, like a business book, but about how they're creative all the time. And it kind of shows you the inner workings of how they get along. Okay. That's that's pretty good, too. So I just I did a Google search here for Pixar movies. So I've got, you know, up top bar here, right? So there's Toy Story. Um, so I'll tell you the movies I've seen, right? Toy Story I've seen, Inside Out I've seen. Yeah, Monsters Monsters Inc. may end up being my favorite just because I've seen it the most. But um, Finding Nemo, I've seen The Incredibles. I don't know that I've seen. I've heard it a lot. We used to have a a minivan and the kids would watch movies in it. So I would killing me. uh, Wally, I have not seen. Brave, I have not seen. Hmm. Toy Story three, obviously I've seen. um, But yeah, it was it was a little over dramatic for me. Um, Ratatouille, I have not seen. Bugs Life, I've seen. Monsters University, I have not seen. I know recently, I think you've said that you like that more than Monsters, Inc.? Oh, no, no, no. I thought, okay, I thought you said that, okay. Nope, nope. Toy Story 2, I've seen. Up, I have seen. And there's a lot of stuff here I really don't Mm. know. These are probably shorts, right? Yeah, Jerry's Game. Uh, Yeah. Um, knickknack is a short yeah so i guess i've seen more than i thought but yeah i I, i'm not compelled by them at all really yeah i'm not my theory on inside out Mm -hmm. is that it is a parent's movie dressed up as a kid's movie yeah but i don't I, i really don't agree or appreciate the story that they put out on that that Hmm. person is composed of just four different emotions and how they interact at one time yeah and it's very subtle like if you look at the other uh people like if you see inside other people you'll see that there's a different emotion ruling different people Mm -hmm. it's very subtle they never make a point about it they never talk about it they never make a, a huge statement but subtly you can tell like this person's more the person who has anger is ruling them and this other person, you know, and on and on. That's um, very clever, very well thought out. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah we'll mark that down as a difference. That's a difference. Yeah. We're, you were wrong, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said we wouldn't do that, but you know what? You, you hit a nerve. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate a lot of the stories that they put out, but I don't, just not compelled. I don't think I'll ever say, oh, hey, I want to watch this again. Or... Yeah, the in Up, the scene, kind of, I think, I do have a very strong sentimental streak, I'm realizing, as I'm talking to you. Like, some of the reasons I liked um, The Princess Bride, like, even that little scene, that little vignette in the book, like, I carry that with me all the time. That is such a sweet little little thought mm-hmm. of the finding a book that was a prop the whole sure. time. And, like, that is such a sweet little moment. The, in Up, there's a bunch of scenes I won't spoil that, you know, just little touches that are little little sweetnesses, you know, between this uh, husband and wife, even even in death, that are just, just beautiful. So like it, like it a lot. Okay. Well, you're entitled to. So, so I think movies, much like TV, I think we're pretty similar. Right. Any homework, any homework, any movie that, that I have, I haven't seen. I don't know if there's a movie I would recommend to you to watch. Jeez. I don't know. Um, I gave you my list. You saw all those. So I've seen them right? all. Yeah. Probably not going to win you over. Either you like the humor in Monty Python or you don't. And it, that's fine. Yeah. And it's not, not for everyone. Yeah. I don't like it enough. I think I actually, once upon a time I saw the life of Brian. Yeah, I saw that too. And I think I found that funnier than The Holy Grail. It's definitely better quality. I think they had more money behind Maybe. it. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen everything that you mentioned, and I, I 
I don't know that I have any uh, dark secrets, uh, dark secrets, but you know, like, hey, mm -hmm. you got to see this. This is fantastic. Um, Do you have any uh, uh, going to TV or movie? Are there any guilty pleasures? Any ones that you like, but you're not so proud to say that you like? Yeah. Well, um, I don't know that we'll ever. Are we ever? We're never going to talk about music, are we? I know it's on the list. We might. We might. We might. So I am. Uh, I am a huge Weird Al Yankovic fan. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Um, he had a movie came out in nineteen eighty-eight, eighty-nine, I think. I think, and uh, it was called UHF. And it is everything you would think a Weird Al movie would be, and I just think it's hilarious. It has. Uh, Funny story, or not a story, but uh, Michael Richards, who plays Kramer, right? I think I've yet to see anything that he has talked about, you know, interview or anything where he has mentioned being in that movie. Like he avoids mentioning, it never happened. Let's never speak of it. Yep. And I, I think he's just pure genius in there. And just the whole movie is just, I think it's just funny as I'll get out. And, but uh, I, other than our mutual friend, Scott, I don't know that anybody I've ever met would agree with that. Would that hold up if I tried to show that to my kids? Yeah, I think it's 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 every bit the same now as it was then. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a couple things in there because it, obviously it's, you know, making fun of, you know, it's parodies of different things. So it's, some of it, maybe not. But I think there's enough. Like some jokes might that you just shrug off like that doesn't land because it's talking it's making fun of like like mtv but mtv's not what it was then just to make that up out of thing sure. like something like mm -hmm. that i might have to do that you might that might be my homework i might have to see if i can get a copy because i don't know if i've ever seen it front to back i know the spatula city joke you've told me about i don't think i've seen the whole thing though oh well okay well i, I go for it i think you should i think there's your there's your homework and how what do you got for me I don't know. I'm not prepared. Oh. Uh, only thing I can think of is um, if you were okay with Firefly, have you seen Serenity, the movie? I think I did. I, I may not have made it all the way through it, though. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. If if you watch the show all the way through and you get invested with the characters, it's it's an okay uh, follow-up. I don't know if I'd say it's like, like you're, you're cheating yourself if you don't see it. I don't feel that strongly about it, but... But it, that's pretty good. Hey, um, if you're interested, I just pulled up here um, IMDb's top 250 movies uh -oh, as voted yeah. by regular IMDb users. Okay. Um, so, you know, not official of any at all. But number one is Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Followed by The Godfather. Have you watched The Godfather movies? I have not. No, that comes up over and over. I think it's, I've seen so many parodies of it and like jokes within The Simpsons. Yeah. The, like horses heads and beds and you know different riffs on it that i don't know if it would be i think i might be ruined for it but i i need to, that's on my list to see someday but i have not okay. watched it uh number three godfather part two have you seen these have you seen the godfather I, movies i i believe i have but clearly they didn't make enough of an imprint on me maybe this is our homework for both of us if we've never seen the wire yeah. maybe we both need to see godfather just the original godfather yeah. or do we need to see more i will watch the godfather too fantastically long movie though right so three three plus hours at least i think never when movies used to have an intermission no they did yeah okay my parents went to see the one movie with peter o'toole i don't know the one uh, lawrence of arabia hmm. and there was an intermission he had to get up and leave halfway through because it was so long really go buy some more popcorn and come back in 15 minutes wow yeah. okay hey, number four the dark knight okay 
Number five in a movie I had forgotten about. I don't know if you've seen 12 Angry Men. Oh, very good. I actually played that for um, my daughter and she loved it. Black and white and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was that kind of goofy remake of it. Oh, I don't, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Let's not speak of it. Tony Tony Danza was the... Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Num- no. Number six, Schindler's List. I have not seen no. that. I saw it. I was... I was a high. I think I saw it when it came out, and I was I was at a wrong time in my life to watch that kind of movie. Like I wasn't really interested in it. Um, Pulp Fiction number seven. I like that too. I wouldn't put it that high, but I liked it. I probably like it more than most people like it, but I like it. Yeah, I liked uh, Reservoir Dogs more than Pulp Fiction. I like that also. Yeah, I don't know which I'd. It'd be hard to rank Uh, those. uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That's uh, forever. Yeah. Clint Eastwood? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Return of the King. So the third. Last one. Yep. And then rounding out top 10, Fight Club. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. I know that's a religion for some people. I'm not that fanatical about it, but that's pretty good. Yeah. I, th- I think that's another one where it's like really cool the first time you see it, but I don't, I can't see watching it over and over again because uh, uh, to me, a big part ended had to do with the ending right where everything mm-hmm. comes together and i think when i've watched it i tried watching it again subsequent to that and it was like uh, okay it was you know it made more sense i guess but i don't think the story was good enough on its own to carry me through i'm trying to think i think i saw that movie well after never, not in the theater i saw it well after everyone in the world had seen it and i liked it it's hard to get excited about something when it's time has passed. Like it's one of those movies that has so many spoilers that people are just crazy about it. They're talking about it as much as they can without giving out too much away. And then you're hearing bits and pieces that don't really seem to make sense, but you know, they're really excited. And then when you finally get around to watching it, you can't be excited because it's like that, that was four years ago or whatever it was. Right. So, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, the untouchables. No, no, not that. No, no. Uh, usual suspects. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of good quotes. Um, I, I still quote it in that movie a little bit. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, it was really good. But, and another one where once you know the ending, it takes a little bit away from it to watch it again. Uh, the, uh, the two quotes I remember, I'm going to butcher them, but I remember, um, the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great, great quote. And the other one is, uh, I, this one I don't know as well, but someone said, I don't believe in God, but I fear him. Well, I believe in God, sir, but the only one I fear is Kaiser Sose. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Do you like that? Yep. I, I was a drama student yeah, at one man, time. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't want to keep going through those there. but So we have franchises, and then we have single films, right? So we talk about Star Wars being, you know, as, as a whole, episode four, five, and six, we'll say. Uh-huh. So do they carry more weight than, say, your favorite single film? Um. I no, I think um I think when you're doing these rankings, the only thing that I, I think is tempting is you pick the best movie of the lot and you put that on your ranking and you, you sort of leave the rest off or you move them down the rankings just because you feel like you've represented the best and distilled it in this one data point. So I think when you're doing a ranking it's it's easier to forget the other ones. But I think they're all independent things that stand on their own. I know people uh, rip on one of the Godfather movies as being worse. I think the third one was. Is that right? Yeah. That's, which I've not seen any of them, so I, I can't say for myself. But that shouldn't 
tarnish the other ones. The movie's a movie. The movie's not. Okay, well, so then is episode five, is it every bit as good if there's not episode four? Yeah, that's a good point. I suppose it can. That's a good point, actually. Um, I think it could take a little bit away from it, but doesn't ruin it. Okay. You know? Like uh, The Matrix. The Matrix was probably, I think it was intended to be one movie, and then the sequels were not so great. But the first one really is meant to be a standalone. I think any movie should be made as a standalone first and then part of a larger story second. Sure. And then I should be able to judge it as a story, as a standalone story. And that's how I should rate it. But it is just human nature to have one of the sequels make you kind of cringe when you think about the first one. But but yeah, that's just me. Okay. Yeah. You know, I didn't rank any of the Harry Potter movies. I, I was a big fan of the books, uh, less so of the movies, but um, I liked them too. Now, I don't know if I put them in a top list or anything, but I liked them. Yeah, I I don't think I would. I think they were they were fun and visually they were I think they were well made and everything, but it's, eh, eh, not my thing. That's okay. But yeah, I I'll be right this time. You can be wrong. <laughs> yeah, that that's one I'm not going to fight over too hard. I think uh, there's certain things in the movie that are really good, like the fact that they could uh, do a visual representation of Quidditch. It's a good feat, mm-hmm. but I think it's. Even more impressive that it was in a story to begin with. Right. Um, so what do you think about, I, I, one of the questions I have here is, does viewing location matter? So like Jurassic Park, right, was just mm-hmm. an amazing movie. And it, I probably should have ranked it up pretty high. But I think if I hadn't seen it the first time in the theater, I think it might have lost a little bit. Like if you're at the theater and you've got a great big, you know, 50 foot screen in front of you and you see that brontosaurus for the first time it's like holy crap look at that that is just amazing right or watch that at home on a little 25 inch tv it doesn't have that same grab so do you i mean you know in my head at least i see movies coming out i think ah that's that's not worth going to see that the theater i'll just see it at home but like star wars there's no way i would not go see star wars coming up yeah in the theater Right. For some of those movies I know are a big experience and I want to see them in the theater. Um, a book I read uh, was The Martian. And I know mm-hmm. it's playing in theaters now and I've not yet seen it. And I am determined to get to a theater to see it because I understand it's a very visual space odyssey. Well, I read the book, but, you know, they try to make it visually like everything that you could have for a big space incredible okay. saga yeah so that's what i want to see you know what i've i've been telling other people what i notice about myself though is if as long as my viewing arrangement in my little home theater with with sound and screen is good enough mm-hmm. i don't think i will enjoy the movie any less but what i have noticed is if i am watching a bad movie in like a one of those uh, theaters that has the reclining chairs and they have uh like popcorn they serve to you yeah. I like the bad movies a whole lot more. Okay. <laughs> so I don't think I enjoy the good movies less if I don't have that, but I tolerate the bad movies much more easily um, if I have a lot more amenities and more comfortable and all that. I can understand that. Yeah, I just saw um, Hotel Transylvania 2 at the theater. Okay. I have not. Um, but okay. Yeah, you're not missing out. Um, but it was, at, you know, a nice reclining seats and, you know, a little serving staff coming by saying, hey. It matters. Yeah. And it was it was a fine time. I I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. What do you think about 3D? Yeah, it's it's done poorly. So I, you know, 
I don't think it justifies the cost, so I don't really do it. Okay. Um, I did see the only movie I've seen in 3D that I really liked is um, I liked visually was Avatar. Like there's problems with the stories, but mm-hmm. I thought that was actually a good visual achievement okay. in 3D. Um, but I will not pay extra. I, I'm tempted with The Martian because I like the book so much right. that I, I like maybe I would make an exception for that. But you know, I liked it. I've read the first chapter or two to my kids even, but I censor the words. Uh, great book, by the way. I, I like the book more than most people. Okay. Um, I, I just I really... recently heard an interview with the author, and it's it's made me think about going to get read the book before I go see the movie because that is the preferred way to do it, correct? Um, all things being equal, yeah, but this sounds like you're probably going to have to uh, – it is a quick, easy read, too. You can, you can blow through the book in no time. Okay. But if given the choice between here I am contradicting myself, I think like I would want to see this movie in a theater based on reputation alone. I haven't seen it myself to to say that, but I would want to see that. So if you have to choose between reading the book and then seeing it on video or seeing the movie in the theater and then reading it later, mm-hmm. um, I would do the, uh, I would see it in the theater. Really? Um, okay. I think so based on reputation. Okay. I, uh, I've heard interviews with the author too, and I will tell you, I I told you before I like uh, science fiction and fantasy, but I tend to not like hard science fiction, as they call yep. it. You know, we're very heavy in math and all that. This book actually has equations in it. I mean, this is a hard science fiction yeah. book, um, but I loved it. I loved it so much. And the backstory from the author, you might have heard this, but the author wrote the book. He was an engineer, and he wrote something on the side, and he was really proud of this book he wrote. It wasn't an uh, accomplished author, but he wrote it. And then he takes the book and he tries to get it out there to get his friends to read it because he's so proud of it. He has a website somewhere and he puts it out there so people can download it and they can read his book. And so he does that and all catches on. Everyone's loving this. He's getting all these emails. Hey, this is a great book, but I want to read it on my Kindle. Can you give it to me in a way I can put it on my uh, Kindle so I can read it? This is really, really great. I want to give it to, as a gift, on and on and on. So he says, okay, I want to give it away for free. So it was for free, a download on his website. He goes to Amazon and says, I want to put it as an ebook and have a free download. Well, it costs money for Amazon to host your book. It's digital content. They have to host it. Okay. Yeah. Process, you know, take it down. So they said, no, you have to put a price on it. And you, the lowest you can put on it is uh, 99 cents. So he's like, all right, I just want to give it away. Jeez, why can't you let me give it away? All right, fine. I'll put a dollar on it. So then people could buy it from Amazon and then millions of copies sell, sell and then eventually a traditional book publisher comes along and they make him an offer and they sell it in paper media, paper print, you know. And hmm. So the guy was trying to give it away like 20 different times and he got option for a movie, obviously. And, right. Yeah. And then a great story. Nice, that's, yeah. Guy is an engineer and he wrote the whole thing based on the things he liked with a great sense of humor. It's a little implausible if I won't give it anything away, but there's a guy who is on Mars who happens to be a mechanical engineer and a botanist. And it turns out, if you're going to be stranded on Mars, you would do well to have the skills of a mechanical engineer and a botanist. Two very good, important skills for surviving, it turns good, out. Good to know. All right. Excellent. Excellent. We'll go uh, separate the kids, bring them up in case there's blood, whatever you got to do. We'll do. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll hang up yeah. and I'll talk to you later. Right. See you later. All right. See you later. Bye.